Hey there, friends and foes. Good morning, multiverse. Well, hello there. Welcome to the virtual rec room. This is Back of the Cereal Box. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. And this morning, we are going to be talking about your favorite cartoon series, your favorite cartoon characters or movies. We want to hear from you, and we are going to do that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, Elvis Presley, and he's still the king. Some things are only song was performed by our good friends the murdering crows you can get their album four bad crows at amazon google apple music wherever you buy your music and this episode is also brought to you by hitchhiker toys check them out at hitchhikertoys.com and of course brought to you by our supporters our super friends sharice collins cindy kep Brian Huff, Dave Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, Crystal Raven-Jones, Eli Cash, and you too can have your name in lights at buymeacoffee.com slash CerealBoxPod. Well, we've got a fun show for you this morning because we are going to be talking about your favorite cartoons, series, movies, your favorite animated project, and joining me is brand new co-host, the social media socialite, the Peppermint Princess, Willow Skyler. Good morning, Willow Skyler. Good morning. <laughs> and um, for those of you who don't know us, my name is John Pica. I am the prophet of pop culture. I love all things pop culture. Star Wars movies and Avengers comic books made me who I am today. And... That's what I love to talk about. And this morning, Willow, I've got Sonic the Hedgehog cereal in my bowl. See, for those of you (laughs) who are just joining us, that's part of the Saturday morning experience. We talk about the pop culture of our youth. It's a pop culture podcast where we celebrate the, the Saturday mornings of our youth while surviving adulthood today. And I don't know about you, Willow, but when I was a kid, we did not have iPhones or iPads at the breakfast table Mm -hmm. on Saturday mornings. We were reading the back of the cereal box. That was our newspaper. That was our world. And for me, that was an exposure to a lot of pop culture, Mm -hmm. comics and toys and movies and even music. And um, in between cartoons and kaiju and kung fu movies on Saturday morning, we were reading the back of the cereal box. And that's what this show is all about. But tell our viewers, because we have new viewers, we have new listeners every week, who you are, what you do, 
what your pop culture passion is and what's in your bowl. All right. So I'm Willow Schuyler. Uh, I, my, my passion is with pop culture, like everybody else here. Uh, but I, you know what? I, I'm a giant nerd when it comes to comic books, movies, uh, video games. Um, and what's in my bowl? Well, Elf on the Shelf cereal <laughs> that I found. Is, just, is that leftover from Christmas? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I needed a little Christmas in my bowl this morning. <laughs> That sounds like a song. <laughs> Want a little Christmas in my bowl. There's actually a song by... Uh, anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog cereal, by the way, is surprisingly good. Honey-flavored rings with marshmallows. And uh, I, I picked it up last week to do a review on our channel. Mm -hmm. And blown away by how good it is. So uh, okay. how is how is the old Elf on the Shelf cereal? It's not bad. Um, uh, I think I like Rice Krispies a little bit better, but yeah, it's it's rusty. Stop. <laughs> we also have a surprise co-host this morning. Rusty <laughs> the the <cat>. himself, Rusty. <laughs> now, for those of you who are old fans tuning in this morning, you may be wondering, where in the world is co-host Debarty? My regular co-host, broadcast partner of 10 years, Debarty, is on vacation with her family, her five kids. And I was telling Willow that they've been at Disney World for seven days. Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, seven of them for seven days. That is crazy. And this That morning, blows my mind. I, You know, okay, I grew up in a big family. I lived in a big family in one of my foster homes. And I can't imagine my foster mom bringing all of us. Like there was eight kids at one point, and I can't imagine her bringing all of us to uh, to even the Red River X that happens during the summer here. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So they are uh, they are having to check out this morning, and I don't know if you've ever gone on a vacation and stayed in a hotel with seven people. But, no, I can't say I have. Although I know that a lot of people who go to go to conventions tend to do that. <laughs> well, let me just tell you, costs. getting a family of seven checked out by ten in the morning is nightmarish. So she was <laughs> up at six this morning trying to get everyone to get packed and get out and make sure she will be stressed to the max. But she will be back next week and. Um, uh, Ivy Roman is sick this morning. <coughs> no voice. So uh, it's just me and Willow. Now, we might have a special guest drop by. Maybe. We don't know. We we thought we had one. We we don't know. He might stop by. He may not. We, we don't know. But it doesn't matter, Willow, <laughs> because you and I are trained broadcast professionals. And we... We can hang by the seat of our <laughs> pants better than anybody else. I'm all about the banter. <laughs> and for those of you who are old time, not long time fans, you may not recognize Willow. Willow is a new regular co-host. And um, so we're super excited to have you with us, Willow. She joined us officially last week. And one of the big changes that we're making 
So, so we're making a lot of changes to this show. Some will be, you know, noticeable, like a new co-host and a prettier face than mine. <laughs> um, some will be very minor and you won't even notice at all. But all of those changes are for you, the viewing audience, to make this show better for you. This is, Willow, I like to tell people that podcasting and video casting, it's really about the hero's journey. We should be taking our viewers on a journey. And in this case, our viewers are the heroes. So this is their hero's journey. And for those of you watching, you get to participate. You get to be a part of the show. In the chat, you can post a comment just like Dave Mattingly has. And he says, John has Sonic for his morning tonic. Dave Mattingly. I don't know whether to give you a big hug or slap you across the face for that one. That was fantastic. And, oh, Mac needs the link for the show. Mac, I will send that to you again. I thought I did that. I am so sorry. That is our special guest. He will be joining us uh, in half a minute. Uh, Willow, um, buy me some time. Okay. Vamp. All right. So some of the cartoons that I used to watch as a kid, I, I, I lived through the 80s, so I got to see pretty much everything the 80s threw at me. Um, so, okay, starting with Gem and the Holograms, that was a really cool cartoon for me to watch because um, remembering uh, that I grew up in foster care, it was just one of those things that you know, uh, I know we've talked, I know that they talked about Gemma and the Holograms uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, but I wasn't able to join them. Um, so Gemma and the Holograms, we, it was uh, about a woman who uh, took over her father's business and uh, found Synergy and was a music uh, programmer and uh, so anyway, the, she owned Starlight Industries, which was a, a foster care system. Uh, kids grew, it, it was like a group home for kids. And, you know, that would have been awesome had I had something like that uh, to, to grow up into, you know, being able to learn how to play instruments, learn how to um learn how to do art and stuff like that with, with people in, inspiring me. That would have been awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that, let me just tell you that you just blew my mind. <laughs> and Mac, I got you the link. It's in your inbox right now. All you got to do is click on it and join us. Um, so sorry about that. Sometimes Johnny's a bad host and forgets to do things. I sent out it the happens. outline. <laughs> I sent out the outline to everyone, but now that, now that Mac says it, um, I realized, yeah, there was no link in that outline. Oh, no. Bad host, Johnny. So while we're waiting for Mac to join us, I, I've i got a question for you, Willow. Yes. Courtesy of our friends at the game, it's kind of a fun story. Oh. What's the craziest backhand compliment you've ever gotten? Um, You'd be a lot prettier or no, you're pretty for a fat girl. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. I, I've had stupid things like that thrown at me, but yeah, it was just like, okay, so I'm pretty, but I'm fat, so that makes me ugly. <laughs> yeah. 
stupid, You're gorgeous. stupid things like that. Yeah. It, it, uh, you know, it, um, I've also had, uh, you know, if you, if you didn't, if you didn't dress like this, I, I think you'd be, be pretty or arse. Like, like, it's just like little things. Like I like to wear a lot of baggy stuff. And so. Wait, wait, yeah. you, you wear baby stuff? <laughs> No, like I, I don't. That's I don't another whole. That's too, a whole another show, Willow. No, like baggy, like loose fitting oh, stuff. Baggy. Like, if I B a g g y, not yeah, b a b y. If I, if I dressed up a little bit more ladylike, I'd be more more pretty or something like it. something to that effect. And yeah. Well, listen, I gotta <laughs> tell you, I gotta tell you this. I am a little bit disappointed this morning, Willow. I sold this show this morning to the Rising Tide Network people. To wear pajamas. That yes. you were going to be appearing <laughs> in your pajamas with us. And uh yeah, I I guess I guess say I'm just I'm just, a anyway. little disappointed in myself too. <laughs> I just threw something on quick. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, our special guest has made it. I'm so excited to have this guest on. Now we might have some we might have to do some tweaking with sound, uh, because uh, I forgot to send the link. I'm, 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 I'm bad, bad Johnny, bad Johnny. But okay. listen, I met this guy on Clubhouse, which is maybe the greatest networking app of all time. And he heard me pitch the show and immediately he was like, oh my God, I got to be on. He is a professional voiceover artist. Please welcome Mac Griffin. Mac, can you hear us? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Mac. Hello, so- darling. Hello. <laughs> and Willa, you are wonderful. Simply beautiful. Don't worry about the babies. The babies will be fine. <laughs> oh, my We all goodness. used to wear baby f- clothes at one point. <laughs> but, really- but not I'm yesterday. Still- Do you know that? <laughs> I don't know that. Okay. I don't know that, Mac. So, Mac, tell our audience who you are, what you do, what your pop culture passion is, and hopefully you got something in your bowl this morning. I do, I do, I do. I have cinnamon toast crunch. The best. <laughs> nice. I couldn't find the French toast crunch. Okay. But that's the closest thing I can get. Sorry. Uh, my name is Maccabee Griffin. I'm a voiceover actor, podcaster of Beyond the Pen, as well as a character creator and developer um for me my passion is always been i would say my favorite of all the cartoons ever been but had to been looney tunes between looney tunes and you know the fraggle rock basically anything jim henson was my my jam uh later in life it became dungeons and dragons uh i i actually have all my minis when I was a dungeon master above me. Uh, they are my everyday inspiration, we'll say. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's fun to actually think about some of the cartoons. I actually was uh, talking to my sister last night because I was telling her I'd be on your guys's podcast. And we were going through all the favorite serials and stuff like that. And then for some unknown reason, the um the garbage pail kids came into play 
And I, my sister, who is 19, actually looked at me and was like, what is that? I was like, oh, <laughs> sweetie, we have to talk. And so I actually had her, because she has her boyfriend actually on the phone with her at the time. I was like, sweetie, uh, tell him to look up that. And she did. And she's like, what the heck is this stuff? I'm like, now you understand why Generation X is the way we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's funny, Mac, because I I know the the uh, Garbage Pail Kids, but do you know that I've never watched the cartoon? It's been a long time since I've seen the cartoon, too. And I'll tell you the reason is the Garbage Pail Kids pretty much creeped me out. Oh yeah, they were disgusting. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not into that whole. Uh, you yeah, know, know, I'm just so. And didn't they make a movie as they well? Made a movie, that was really they made bad. Tune everything, yeah. Yeah. It was. Wait, let me put it this way: when when we have a superhero that's called the Toxic Avenger, and he is just like mutated as can be and hitting people with a freaking mop. I mean, a radioactive mop. Radioactive mop. Excuse me. Radioactive mop. I mean that that should tell you tell you our imagination. Now, Willow, have you ever seen the Toxic Avenger? Uh, it. it- you know what? I movie, think comic I have. book, or cartoon series? I feel like I have. It's a classic sure movie made by Roger Corman. Yes. So bad, it's brilliant. It is so bad. But, um, oh, Dave Mattingly has a comment. He says, I actually wear baby clothes for my mini me cosplay. That's more than I needed to know about you, Dave Mattingly. <laughs> you and- know? And Dave says Jim Henson is my hero, Maccabee. And he's mine, too. Um, You know, I learned everything I know about producing a live show. And for those of you who don't know, my background is live theater. I've been producing live theater variety shows for over 30 years. And everything I know, I learned from Jim Henson's The Muppet Show. And when he died May 16th, 1990, same day as Sammy Davis Jr., who is Mm -hmm. another of my heroes. The Condi Mountain Con. Oh my God. Crush me. Crush me. <laughs> Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. Why are there so many up. songs about rainbows? <laughs> and what's on the other <laughs> side? <laughs> Drill Milden chimes in, says, Good morning, everybody. This show is going to be a little bit chaotic, Willow. Can you tell? <laughs> Um, I love it. <laughs> Keisha says, hello, beautiful people. Aww. And Andrew Milden says, the Toxic Avenger would be different nowadays. Ooh. Oh, the yes, Toxic would. Avenger would not be around. Period. Well, if, if the Toxic Avenger was made today, it would be a show um, starring the cast of Nerd Roddick and The Quartering. Oh, did I just say that out loud? <laughs> There's a corner over there. You can go ahead and put yourself in it. <laughs> well, so we we celebrate the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth, Mac. But there are some people out there who do these shows that they just hate everything. Why? I know. Why? This is, listen, there is something that generations after ours will never know. They will never know why we got up voluntarily at six o'clock in the morning. Yes. Who 
who set their alarm to watch X-Men reruns? <laughs> I started I started the day out with Dukes of Hazard every Saturday morning and just went from there. Wait, yeah. was there was there a Dukes of Hazard cartoon series? No, it was the actual oh, show. Okay, they they were the rerun on okay. Right. Yeah, the syndicated rerun. rerun. I know okay, I look you. old, but I'm not that old. Okay. Well, well, I watched. Well, I mean, they made a lot of weird cartoons back in the yeah. day. Well, so. and look, I am I am of the age that yeah. I watched the Dukes of Hazard in first run on oh, Friday yeah. nights. My Friday nights was Dukes of Hazard, and then a little bit later into high school, the A Team, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and I was listen. I'm so old, Willow, that the first cartoon I remember setting the alarm to get up to watch was Filmation's The Secret Life of Waldo Kitty. Yes! Nobody else that I talked to remembers the show, and we covered it <laughs> on one of the first episodes of the show. Um, and and I love that. And and following that was was Filmation. It was a, like a Filmation block. Um, the, the animated Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. followed by Star Trek. Oh, the animated yeah. Star Trek series, which was voiced by the original actors. Yep. So you had an animated Shatner spot. What is that over mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. You know what? The, the very first uh, cartoon that I can actually have a, uh, a memory of, and I don't remember a lot of things prior to five years old, but this one stuck out to me. And that was Voltron. That was my very first cartoon I ever remember watching. So you are much younger yeah. than me. My, my I was husband. born. I was born in 1980. Okay, you're you're 10 years younger than me, yeah. and um, you know that's funny because I was asking Willow if she was familiar with um, a series called Battle of the Planets. This was not a Saturday morning show. This was a, a uh, an after school syndicated show, Battle of the Planet. Yes, I remember this one. It was it was an import from Japan. Yep. Um, originally called Ninja Science Force Gacha Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, the uh, uh, the producers repackaged it for American audiences. Uh, the character in the center here, Ken the Eagle, mm-hmm. uh, in um, in America, he was Mark, and Mark was voiced by none other than Casey Kasem. Yep. Honey, I'm home. Welcome to Casey Kasem. On on this week's countdown, <laughs> yep. we got this letter from a listener who said, Casey, my mom has always been the wind beneath my wings. Can you play wind beneath my wings? Well, Emily, this song is just for you. It's like I was. It's like I was just there again. I just had the flashbacks of that. Thank you, John. Thank you. Now, do you, Willow? You know Casey. I know Casey Kasem from like his radio. His radio shows were syndicated up here. The top twenty countdown. Oh yeah, every day. Yeah. Well, that was like that was like a Saturday thing, wasn't it? Or was that? Mm -hmm. Did he do it on Sunday, or was it just syndicated? It was syndicated for a very long time, but I, if I remember correctly, majority of us only knew him on Saturday mornings. 
because of the fact that uh, he also had the he did uh, the voice of Shaggy in Scooby Doo. He did the voice of Shaggy. He did the voice of Robin on Super Friends. He did the voice of Bumblebee Mm -hmm. in Transformers. Casey Kasem as a voiceover actor was everywhere. Yes. And that's what's funny is that it, it is so surprising when you look at all of the cartoons that we grew up with, how many people that you never knew were the voices actually were these famous people that were there in front of you live sometimes. And you just didn't know. And that's what I love about voice acting is because of the fact that it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are. You're behind that mic and you can make the voice. You're you're going to be picked up. And that's why I love about voice acting. It is so fun. I think for me personally, one of the, the queens, or at least in my mind, the queens of uh, a voiceover has to be Laura Bailey. Now, Laura Bailey has been in literally anything and everything since she was like 19. And... One of the ma- one of the biggest ones that many people don't know was that she was the voice of Trunks in uh, in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. And obviously, multiple multiple things after that, yeah. especially in video games. Um, her husband Travis Willingham was the voice of Mustang in uh, oh. Full alchemist, uh, full metal alchemist. Okay. And then there's there's just so many things. There's so many. Uh, yeah. Phil Harris, who was, um, what was the verse? Uh, Phil Harris is a icon in Indiana. Uh, I grew up in a place called a small town called Linton, Indiana, and we actually have a uh, golf course called the Phil Harris Golf Course. And for the longest time, I never knew who that was. But later on, I started to really look into the older stuff. And me personally, I love everything from, you know, the 20s up to the mid 50s. That's my eras. And I started to do some research on him. And it turned out he was the voice of Baloo in the Jungle Book. Oh, okay. As well as a variety of other things during his era. And that's what I mean. It's like you never know who... Could, these voices yeah. could ever be. It was. It wasn't until like my my mid thirties that it had dawned on me that Mark Hamill did the voice of Joker. <laughs> like I don't know where I missed that. Well, hello, Batsy. <laughs> so, so I can do laughs. That's pretty much all of the impersonations yeah. I can do. So so Mac, as a voiceover actor, what mm-hmm. is your um? What is your favorite thing that you've done, your favorite character or creation that you've created? Oh, man, there's so many of them. Um, I have a few. As a dad, it's always fun to make fun of my son. So obviously I'll try to do the the, the teenage voice for him. Like, oh, dad, I can't do that and everything because... Uh, it's just too much. It's too hard. It's too hard. Um, my Listen, other one. 
I I am of a generation that those were not words we were allowed no. to say. No. no, if you said that you were bored around my mom, she would <laughs> she would hand you a mop. <laughs> yeah, if you if you had time to lean, you had time to clean. Um, my I think my other favorite one I love to do is such as ours a great one, or Hannah brings family. But I've always taken him and I've you know changed him up a bit to create um, a Lamont, who is a, a gremlin that I created for my kids. And it sounds closer to this than anything else. And it's so fun because it has this capability of being just this mother-like person. But it's very, very nice. Even though it works for a very angry man. <laughs> um, that is fantastic. I, th I think my favorite of all of them, especially if you want to mess with somebody, is like the darker stuff. And I did this on another podcast for uh, uh, for the host who really wanted to mess with her her husband. So she actually recorded me doing like the um, uh, one of my darker ones, which was based off of, um, oh, shoot, what was the the villain from Inspector Gadget? Claw. Was Dr. it Claw? Claw yeah. Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw. Yeah. I'll get so, you, Gadget, next so, time. Next time, gadget. <laughs> so I, I love doing the darker stuff sometimes just because it's just too fun to do. I just have to make sure I don't do it too much because it will destroy my voice. Oh, my yeah, that, that one will kill so, you. And so um, I'm going to give you a minute to relax that voice because we need to take an obscene profit break and acknowledge ooh. our sponsor, Hitchhiker Toys. Hey guys, this is Johnny, the host of Back of the Cereal Box. I'm about to head out to Hitchhiker Toys, and I just thought I'd share a few thoughts about why I love them so much. I love Hitchhiker Toys. They have a great selection of classic, new, and vintage toys. I always see something that I didn't expect to see. Something that I need or I've been looking for every single time. And the prices are right. They're family owned and locally focused. And I love that. And every time you come in, you're going to see the owners. You're going to see Jamie with her smiling face and helpful spirit. And even if you can't get in, visit them online at hitchhikertoys.com. You'll fall in love with them the same way that I have. And the best thing about Hitchhiker Toys, Willow, is they are not sideshow collectibles or hot toys. <laughs> and you will, you could go into crippling credit card debt at Hitchhiker Toys, but you're not as likely to. I don't know if you saw the price tag on that Millennium Falcon in that clip. Complete Millennium Falcon. It's not in the box, but they have the box. $89. Oh wow! Are you okay. serious? That man, <laughs> I, know, I know people that will take that in a heartbeat. I just said that out loud, and th th it's going to be sold out by the time I get there because I'm going to be there. There's going to be a bidding afternoon. war on that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably one of those secrets you probably should have kept to yourself. Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> I probably. I've have. seen. I've seen something like that. That was like they had the, 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 exactly like you said with the box and all the stuff for like 
five hundred bucks. Oh, I've I've seen the cheapest I've ever seen a Millennium Falcon in the box mm-hmm. was three hundred. Um, now this is not the nineteen seventy eight issue. It's the nineteen ninety six reissue. Okay, yeah. still nineteen ninety six. I mean, yeah. the Power of the Force collection. Um, it's still. I mean, it's rare now. It's hard to find them uh, incomplete. But uh, anyway, hey, we got some comments here. And those of you who are watching or listening online on uh, the audio podcast, you can watch us live every Saturday morning, join in the conversation, be a part of the show. Like Dave Mattingly, who asks Mac, Maccabee, is that the same Phil Harris who recorded The Thing? Yes, the same. And Dave also says Mark Hamill has Arkham right in his name. Mark mm-hmm. Hamill. Yep. That's true. It's right there. Why do you think he, why do you think he got Joker? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he got it because he was damn good. That's why he got yeah, it. Yeah. He was able to sustain uh, the voice, but exactly. And Dave says John makes obscene profits. I'm in the wrong business. Well, <laughs> When, when I say obscene, I mean how little they are. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> podcasting think... is lucrative, kids. Get into podcasting and make a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny is the fact that uh, to, to hit on that Manilium, Manilium uh, the Falcon was that... Uh, Mark Hamill actually tweeted out, uh, I think yesterday, the day before, that he's like, I wish I still had my uh, my X-Wing. And because there was a toy that actually went on that was one of the originals, and he had one of the originals from when he was on there, that went for $2.5 million at auction. So Mark Hamill... A lot of people don't know this. He is as big a pop culture geek as as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a comic book collector and a toy collector. Um, although, you know, he's more, more, he's not as generalized. He's very specific. Yeah. But um, he actually started the website Entertainment Earth. Uh, Entertainment Earth, which now is a huge retail site, was originally his site. Mark Hamill's Entertainment Earth, and he just posted, um, it was back in the early days of the internet, Willow, when you were probably still in diapers. Um, he would he would just I mean post- yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Willow. He would just post, post new, I almost said post Yeah, well, I was about to say, I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember him posting nudes. <laughs> Mark Hamill, are you trying to... Uh... Unless he has an OnlyFans. <laughs> Which might. that wouldn't surprise me anymore. He might, he might. <laughs> no, he would, he would, uh, there would be news stories and, and um, some merchandise. And then he sold it to the company that turned it into a uh, retail giant. But then he had another show on um, either Discovery or Tra- Travel Channel called Mark Hamill's pop culture quest. And I only discovered that because I was looking up titles for this show to see if that, you know, title existed and don't oh, it, Mark Hamill. Eh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Beat me to it. 
Yeah, it's it's a thing, you know. What here? I got a question for you. Do you remember the cartoon that mixed uh, future? Uh, a, a, what was it? Space vehicles with plants. Oh, why does that sound familiar? I think I. No. <clears throat> Maybe there... I will when you say it. That's the thing. I can't remember the title. It just popped in my head. But there was a, there was a, it was a battle on battle. It was like this, this brain, uh, plant brain was put into these vehicles. It would make, it would create, make them evil. And they, they had these toys out. And that's a great thing about the eighties. If it was a cartoon, it had a toy. 9% of the time, 95% of the time. Well, the cartoons were made to sell the toys. Exactly. Exactly. And, the one thing about it, and I, I love the soundtrack. If I could remember off the top of my head what, what it was. It wasn't, um, oh my gosh, I had it and lost it again. Anyways, but this is, like, this is what I loved about cartoons and the 80s. Because of the fact that these, ad, these advertisers and these toy makers were such geniuses back then. That they created cartoons just to sell their toys. They didn't have to do the commercials if they didn't want to. They just had the toys. Look at all the big ones. He-Man. He-Man started out with five characters on both sides. By the end of its run, it had like 30 different ones. And many of them. Thank you. Thank you. Ventures of Agronauts. That's what it was. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. I have never heard of this. I am, oh I'm gosh. discovering something brand new. Oh my gosh. You have to look it up. It is insanely crazy. It is so <laughs> metal. It is insane. Um, there was another one that I really loved was uh, Dinobots. Yeah, I remember Dinobots. Yeah. Yep. And uh, oh my gosh, I had another one that was so insane. Well, while um, you're thinking that, Ryan yes. Permisson chimes in and says, good morning, everyone. How are you? And he adds, some of my favorite Saturday morning cartoons would be mm-hmm. Spider-Man, X-Men, and Power Rangers. And um, Drew Milden chimes in with cartoons, you're talking my language. <laughs> and what? Listen, I still, I still watch cartoons. Last yeah. night, I was watching another episode of the new Voltron series on Netflix, uh, Voltron Legendary Defender, which, by the way, it's phenomenal. Uh-huh. If you are a Voltron fan from back in the 70s and 80s, you're going to love the new series because they honor it. They honor the original by maintaining true to the animation style, and they take liberties with the story. They recast Princess uh, Aurora in a little different light, but it's okay, and the story is just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Andrew Milden mentions Pirates of Dark Water is a sleeper. Yes, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, the swashbuckling in it was so good. Silver Hawks was a great one that most people have forgotten. Um, Danger Mouse was a big one on Nickelodeon. The Raccoons. Yeah. Uh, and of course, my personal favorite out of all of them, because again, it's what got me into this was Dungeons and Dragons. And I, I, I recall a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons. I just like the, the movie that came out. No, 
<laughs> no, no. We, wait, there, there was a Dungeons We don't Dragons talk movie? about the movie. <laughs> you did not say anything about the movie. I, I didn't know there was a movie. How yeah. did I miss this? Oh, uh, your your well, mind works like me. It, 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 it was stuff that. <laughs> and, and the one thing that makes it so bad, and I feel so sorry for him, but I feel accepted, was that it had um, one of the Wayne brothers in it. I can't remember which one. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Andrew like, Milden says the movie had Marlon, Marlon Wayans, and it yeah. was trash. It was so bad. So bad. But at least gave us something to look forward to. <laughs> and Drew Milden says there were no D&D movies. Indiana Jones stopped at three and Highler, Highlander, Highlander stopped, stopped at one. one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Highlander uh, three was pretty good. Highlander three was pretty good. Was uh, it? Was it, it was really, to, though? It, I liked it because of the fact that one, I'm always I'm always someone who is uh, just drawn to sword fights. I love sword fights, especially when you can put uh, heavy metal behind it. I mean, or just rock and roll in general behind it. Um, but I liked it just because of that, and it did make a, a, it and tried to bring in tr- real history to the show. Well, and and Dave Mattingly says the D&D movie did at least have Jerry O'Connell. That's plus mm-hmm. one. And Jeremy Irons. The Jeremy legendary Irons. actor yes. Jeremy Irons was in an abysmal mm-hmm. movie with Marlon Wayans. Yep, it was. He played the villain, actually. And Isn't that always how it is, though? Isn't it, it always the villains that save a bad movie? Like, I'm thinking, I'm looking is. at you, Masters of the Universe, with Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> because Frank Langella, oh, Frank oh, Langella, that's... and I think it was Meg Tilly that played Evil Lynn. They yeah. were perfect. But Frank Langella oh. as Skeletor was yeah. so good. And and then, and then so you know, for the 80s, Flash Gordon, that movie was <laughs> so bad. Greatest soundtrack I, ever, but but the uh, who was it that played uh, Ming the Merciless? He was also in. Um, oh, uh, uh, that's gonna drive me crazy because he was. Here, I'll in, look it up while you're doing it. While you're talking, he, about he it. was in the last uh, uh, in uh, Force Awakens, but he um, he was so good as Ming. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's yeah. always always the villains. And Dave Mattingly agrees. Max von Sydow. Yes, Max. Max von Sydow. And uh, Dave Mattingly says Frank Langella's Skeletor was terrifying. It was, but it was so good at it. Yeah. By the way, speaking of that Ming the Merciless, NECA, the toy manufacturer, Uh Willow, NECA is determined to bankrupt (laughs) me too. Um, Lego has already bankrupted me and my husband. Listen, listen, I I, I did. Wizards of the Coast. I did get the new. Hasbro Ooh, nice. Legends Thor from Thor Love and Thunder. Love this figure. But NECA has put out a whole line of Flash Gordon and Defenders of the Earth character uh, figures, which are gorgeous. But they uh, they put out three sets. No, four. Four. Uh, four different Flash Gordons, four different Ming the Mercilesses. And th- there's one box set that is the movie. 
versions. Oh. And and oh my god, I I gotta have it. And <laughs> and it's um I can I can see crippling credit card debt in my future. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is the fact that I mean Yes, yeah. it was. I actually I just looked it up. I, I that's the only reason why I know that name. So, um, what's funny is that remember when I told you that I I love the era between the twenties and the mid fifties. I have vinyls of various types, and one of them is the uh, Flash Gordon from nineteen sixty one. Oh, okay. And also Superman as the, well. The the radio dramas. The radio dramas on uh, on vinyl. Yeah, I have some of those as well. Um, love that. Love that oh, stuff. Yeah. Love that stuff. Um, hey, mm-hmm. Drew Milden says two words: Road Rovers. Why do I not remember this? Let me look. I, it up I must have erased that out of my mind too. But um, I remember uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh yeah, a huge thing. Um, oh good lord! Now I know why. <laughs> now I know why it's not in my head anymore. I'll try to put it up as close. Okay. Yeah that that. Yeah 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 I remember that. Too. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Super powered anthropomorphic dogs yes how could you go wrong with that that looks like a that looks like a home run for me okay that was around the era where like they were trying to do so much with the mm-hmm. animal uh mutant yeah. animal, animal morphs came out and yeah stuff. yeah i, uh, I still to, say oh go ahead sorry no trying to capitalize on the whole teenage mutant ninja turtle thing mm-hmm. craze yep. um because they had like um mutant sharks they had like football football playing mutants uh, that had like oh. different superpowers as well um uh what was it uh yeah, well yeah, yeah, um, had... biker mice from mars was a huge oh, thing biker mice. i yeah. love that one yeah do you remember what was the uh toads in space or something like that there, yeah, there was that uh, sounds familiar. It was, it was, a, it was a weird one, but it was fun. Uh, Bucky um, O'Hare was also big in the nineties. Yep, Bucky O'Hare is a blatant ripoff of Jackson from the Marvel Comics Star Wars yep. comic. Yep. It, here's the here's two other ones that I really that no one can ever go Street Sharks. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, Darkwing Duck is just an all time. Classic. classic classic you, you can't go wrong with that and then one of the ones that really was interesting to me just ran out of my head i had it and lost it and it's driving me nuts uh i'll get to it later um but there were so many of them that were just rocco's modern life mm-hmm. was one and George Bueller chimed Battle in. Battle the to- yeah, Battle Toads. Bucky O'Hare and Battle Toads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had Battle Toads, Street Sharks. You had uh, yeah, all of that. That was those were good times. Yeah, capitalizing there was, on the, like a lot the of a lot of weird cartoons that popped mm-hmm. up at mid nineties. You know, I, I one of the things I really love about these types of cartoons is that the, those commercials will never go away. <laughs> they will never, ever go away. Um, look, look at uh, uh, 
George Bueller says biker mice from Mars. Yep. Now, see, I was I was of the ilk that during that same era, you had biker mice from Mars, but we also had an adaptation of um, Steve Bissett's Cadillac and Dinosaurs. Yes, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. I which that. I loved. Yep. I loved that. And mm-hmm. I, I loved all of the um, the Ruby Spears uh, series that were kind of interconnected but separate. Um, you had Thundercats, Silverhawks, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Street Sharks. Mm-hmm. Not No, Tiger Sharks. Thi- no. Street Sharks was the giant shark right. characters. Right. Um, the the uh, Tiger Sharks were uh, people who took on properties of sharks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And they, they were all in the same universe, supposedly, but never mm-hmm. met. Um, golly, that would be a great show <laughs> to have yeah. a crossover. Um, oh, I got to remember this uh, Dave name. Mattingly says the tick and freakazoid. Oh my god, I love freakazoid. Mm-hmm. Freakazoid was so good. Um, Bonkers was always a good one, too. Yeah. And George agrees that Cadillacs and Dinosaurs was a great show. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Dave Mattingly points out maybe one of the most underrated and forgotten cartoons of all time, and it was so good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Phantom. Phantom 2040. Oh, it was wow. so good. Mac, did you watch it? I don't remember that one. I have to look it up real quick. Uh, do you, does the name Rob Paulson come to mind for anybody? Uh, that uh-uh. does sound familiar, yeah. He is an icon in voiceover. Okay. He okay. played Donatello in the original. Okay, okay yeah. But, and the rich ones, but he's mostly known for two other characters. One is Yakko from Animaniacs, as well as the uh, the nerd in um, oh my gosh, I had it lost. Oh. Uh, um, oh my gosh, I had it. I could see the see the I gotta look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know who he is. Yeah. Dave Mattingly asks Rob Paulson, as in Meatloaf and Fight Club. Yeah, Uh, Jimmy Neutron, boy genius. That's what it was. The best friend in that. Um, Okay. But yeah, there there are so many people that should actually get be like have a a star on the star of. the that whole thing in Hollywood, yeah. oh, but yeah. they don't, and that irritates the heck out of me because these know, actors are so as good as anybody else. That and, that and, is kind of tragic. And and he, I live in Nashville, home mm-hmm. of the Country Music Hall of Fame, and here at the Country Music Walk of Fame, where mm-hmm. we have the stars in the pavement, like like a Hollywood Walk of, mm-hmm. of Stars, they enshrine people that you've never heard of that are songwriters and producers mm-hmm. and radio DJs that were super instrumental to the history of country music. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, I, I love that. And I wish Hollywood would recognize the, the, some of these voice actors. That, that's the one thing that I don't like about the Hollywood walk of fame is how, uh, how they don't honor people unless they have money. 
to pay for the star. Yeah, and, and it, it really does get irritating because of the fact, you know, Tress McNeil is, she is a wonderfully talented woman. I mean, when her many of her characters are so iconic. She played Daisy, she played the nurse and uh, Dot and Animaniacs, she played... Uh, many characters on the Simpsons and one of my favorites was um, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. She was the mouse. I can't remember the mouse's name. Gadget. Uh, Gidget. Yeah. G- yeah, Gidget. Get- Is and it Gadget or Gidget? Gidget. And then she played um, one of the bunnies in uh, Tiny Toons, the pink bunny. I can't remember. Okay. Lola Bunny. No, Babs. Oh, Babs. Babs, yeah. Yeah, Babs. But that's what I mean. It's like there are so many icons within the voiceover realm that only are known if you know voiceover. But if you don't know, they, they're just they're just different. They're just yeah. normal people, everyday people that no one cares. But if you tell them exactly what these people did, they will lose their minds yeah. on how oh, yeah. many different things that different memories they will bring up just because of a voice. Well, there was a show uh, when I don't know if you guys had it down there. Uh, I'm Canadian. So I got all the weird stuff up here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a show called thing. big, uh, big comfy couch, which was a, yep. uh, yeah, we had that. Oh, here. Yeah, that okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the girl who played the clown also did the voice of Jubilee in X-Men. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of other uh, cartoons. Listen, yeah. my kids loved Big Comfy Couch. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I watched that with, with my son and daughter every day for years. Oh, years. Man. Now, here's what's really funny about that. You, you brought this up, Mac, and it's true. At comic book conventions, voice actors are usually have longer lines than movie actors, uh-huh. um, which is really... Uh, an interesting phenomenon. And oh, I didn't know this that oh. the uh, girl from Big Comfy Couch married. That so Steve makes sense. From Blues <laughs> yep. That does make sense. It, yeah, it totally makes sense. It oh, totally makes sense on that one. Voiceover legends Phil Lamar, Lamar. and Tara Strong. Phil Lamar. Who oh would have God. ever thought that he would become a voiceover legend yeah, after uh, what he was on in Living Color, I believe, mm-hmm. or was it Mad TV? Living Color. Uh, Living Color, yeah. Yeah. And he went on to do uh, um, Samurai Jack. Yep. You know who Tara Strong did? Uh, one of the most uh, iconic characters of all time. Harley. Harley Quinn. <laughs> and, and she was um, Starfire on Teen Titans and... Yep. Uh, so There's, many others. You could literally take like an hour and just go over the voice actors alone. Yeah. And you wouldn't even think about like most people know the name uh Peter Cullen. Do you guys know who that is? Mm-mm. Why does that name sound familiar? Gary Owens, yep. Yeah, Who's Gary Owens. Peter Cullen. What an icon, Gary Owens of radio, <laughs> sound, and screen. Yep. He always did that, right? With his yep. Peter Collins, and you, John, you're probably going to hate yourself for this one. Peter Cullen was the voice of Optimus Prime. Okay, yes, I know oh, exactly okay. who that is. <laughs> I, but you know what? So here's Roll out. 
I recognize the voices from series to series, but because there's not a face for me to connect, I don't yeah, exactly. necessarily like I know Scatman Carruthers, who mm-hmm. is you know Hong Kong Fooey, and he was uh, yep. one of the Transformers and a bunch of other characters. Jazz. Jazz. And, and, you know, I know him because I saw him in movies and I had a mm-hmm. face to connect to the voice. Um, and, and but unless there's a, a face that I recognize, I usually don't mm-hmm. remember their names. I know their voices from series to series. And I'm like, oh, that's the same voice that did this and this. And everyone looks at me like I have a third eye or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing, you know, freaking uh, even Tim Curry was did voice acting yeah, yeah. he's the one and, who started uh, doing the joker's voice uh mm-hmm. for the batman animated series before mark hamill took over yeah and the thing i love one thing i i love about him was the um oh my gosh i can't remember i i gotta look at this again but he did the father in uh a nickelodeon cartoon i literally have wild thornberries wild thornberries thank you yes but that's what I mean. It's like even those that have been on screen forever on end go behind the mic thousands of times. Look at Robin Williams. Robin Williams has given us so many great characters over the over his yeah. end of his life. You know, no one is ever going to think anybody else will ever do better than Robin Williams as the genie. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought they should have taken his voice track and done CGI animation instead of recast him I, because he did such a perfect, iconic performance. And for me, the live action movie would have been perfect had mm-hmm. they done that because the live action actors were spot on. The girl who played Jasmine, mm-hmm. unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. The only thing that took me out of it was and and this is no 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 diss on Will Smith. Yeah, he just wasn't Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. And, and but here's the thing: if anybody else besides Will Smith tried to do that, you'd say the exact same thing. Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It has it's, nothing to do with Will Smith. It yeah. has to do with the fact that Robin Williams delivered such a perfect mm-hmm. performance yeah. that can never be duplicated or replaced. Mm-hmm. To his credit, Will Smith. If if Robin Williams had never done that role before. Will Smith would be the one that everyone associates yep. with that role. Yeah, he did absolutely. a great, great yeah. job. It's yeah. just that the shadow that he was working under was just too big, too big. Yeah. yeah. So another one of my sorry, Johnny. Uh, another one of my favorite uh, voice actors, uh, Ian Zerling uh, from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. He did uh-huh. uh, Wild Wing uh, for the Mighty Ducks. Uh-huh. Uh, he like his his voice acting took off in the nineties. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, again, when you look at, if someone just did the history of voice acting alone, you would see so many people on and off screen that are icons within their, in their field that you never would have thought would have been yeah. there. You know, there, there was a young lady, I, I young, I mean, she's freaking past 90 years old but uh she was the original um the original voice of granny from um yeah from Looney Looney Tunes. Tunes. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I gotta get her real quick ah, i had it well while, while uh, you were looking for that yeah dave mattingly pops in 
talking about cartoon to movie translations and Robin Williams in particular, he says, I still love the Popeye movie. I wish it was better respected. Listen, the it Popeye would. movie yeah. is brilliant. Yes. And, yeah. and um, not in, it's brilliant in such a strange way. Have you ever seen it? Mm-hmm. Willow? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Um, the 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 performances by all of the individuals were just spot on. The music was great. Um, the plot was just as weird as the original. They, they did comic great script. with the casting. Like I, yeah. you can't find any actors now to play those parts. No, as perfect as they, all of them did. No, Shelley Duvall was olive oil. Yeah, in every she way she performed, she made her so realistic to me from all those cartoons. Yeah. Uh, June Foray was the actress's name. And she she's only she's known for many, many voices in her time. She did it for almost 100 years. Keith David, yes, definitely. Um, she did, besides Granny as one of the icons, she did uh, Rocky... Uh, Rocky Squirrel, yeah. as well as Natasha. Really? Uh, yes, she did those characters as well. But we, if we're, we, we're going we to talk about destroy moose and squirrel, if we're going to talk about icons of all icons when it comes to voiceover, no one, and I don't care who you throw at me, I'm going to tell you the exact same thing, and multiple people are going to do the same thing to you, especially those who do it all the time too, is Mel Blanc. Oh yeah, yeah. He is the mm-hmm. king. He Absolute is king. He is the emperor. He is the god of all voice actors. The guy yeah. had over a thousand voices. He is he is to cartoon voice acting what Stan Lee was to comic books, what yeah. Hugh Hefner was to men's magazines. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just amazing. Amazing. Exactly. I mean the fact that he started out, I think it was funny. He started out doing Porky Pig. Porky Pig was his very first character, Ooh. and he did it on radio shows uh, during the 30s and 40s. That's and amazing. When he, when he got done with Porky Pig on one of those shows, a agent came up to him and said, I have a project that I think you would be perfect for. And That's how it happens. Was born. That's how it happens. Born. Guys, believe it or not, we are already past the top of the hour. We need to uh, start saying goodbye. <laughs> Obviously, we need a longer I, show, Johnny. Well, <laughs> and if I didn't have another live show to go to at Hitchhiker Toys, what a segue that is. I'm going to be at Hitchhiker Toys at 11 from 11 to 2 today. I will be broadcasting live. Um, anyone who is in the Middle Tennessee area, come on down. See us. We're going to be running specials and we'll have cereal. But uh, yes, you're right, Willow. Sometimes I feel like this show does need to be an hour and a half to two hours. An hour just is. And we didn't do we didn't do a bunch of clips. We didn't do segments on New Loot. We didn't do segments on a bunch of stuff. That's part of the reformatting of the Saturday morning show so that we can focus more on our guests and focus more on you, our uh, viewing audience like Dave Mattingly will we'll leave with this comment. He says, 
For live-action cartoons, I highly recommend the Boris and Natasha movie with Dave Thomas and Sally Kellerman, Uh free on Tubi. I've never seen it, Dave, because I always was afraid that it would be so bad that I it, it would just spoil, you know, Rocky and Bullwinkle for me. But if you say it's good, I'm going to trust your judgment because we have similar <laughs> tastes. Um, and today, Andrew Milden, who is commenting in the chat, he's a regular co-host. He'll be at Heroes Con in Charlotte. Um, he'll be going live. Uh, or he says not live, though. He'll be recording. He'll be covering the con as a correspondent for us and we'll be posting his coverage in the uh, next couple of days so a lot of stuff happening today um but uh mac where can people find you if someone out there watching or listening wants to hire you for a voiceover project how do they find you uh absolutely you can find me at my website macgriffinvo.com m-a-c-k-g-r-i-f-f-n uh, v as in Victor, O as in Oscar.com. And you can also find me at my socials uh, on Instagram and uh, TikTok at MacGriff909 and, or MacGriffin909, uh, MacGriffinVO, excuse me. Uh, and then my Twitter and, uh, I just lost it, Twitter and TikTok, sorry, uh, are MacGriff909. And I just put up a video a couple of days ago for uh, on TikTok, and one of, like I said earlier, I do develop characters for people. I actually write backstories. I break characters down completely, psychology, psychologically, and create the characters from scratch based off of environmental and historical events that I actually make up too for those who are writing fiction. And I'm always looking for authors or just content creators alone that are wanting to do this. Right now, I'm, uh, the service is in beta, uh, beta service right now. So I'm looking for 25 authors and creatives that are looking for uh, characters to start something new. And I'm not mm-hmm. charging anything for that. Mac, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you something just okay. for your enjoyment. I have a, a book series called Tales of the Decoverse mm-hmm. that um, released last year. This is uh, the cover artwork. I like and, it. Already. Yeah, and I created and and the two the two on the left, Night Reich and One Night at the Roxy are prose. The League of Impossibilists is a comic book, and I wrote a character bible with backstories and bios for each character in the entire universe that's over 400 pages nice i'm gonna send it to you just to to take a look at it i think oh yes oh yeah absolutely i love i'm a storyteller anything that i can find just to to help create characters and to make things is so fun i love awesome 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 well um so we need to take off here but um willow tell folks where they can find you all right, so you can find me all over social media. I am the social media socialite. You can find me next Sunday uh, right here on Cryptid Crunch. Um, so with uh, Keisha 
uh, we're going to do um, some reaction videos. I've seen some stuff, uh, creepy stuff that I really want to touch on. So, um, yeah, I'm going to show them to Keisha and find out what she thinks of all these weird stuff. I especially want to hear your reaction to the link that I sent you <laughs> of the thermal camera footage from uh, Expedition Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to, to hear that next Sunday. Um, and for those of you who want to follow me, uh, johnpica.com, you can uh, find links to all of the socials and all of the things I do there as a as an author, as a uh, magician, as a uh, podcaster. It's all right there, johnpica.com. Go love it, live it, be it. All right, Mac. So thank you so much for being with us. I feel like we need to have you back. I feel like we could do this Oh, for yeah. hours and hours on end and just talk about our because we didn't even get to like my top five um oh, yeah. and and i would love to do that in a future episode but um, anytime man anytime and you remember because you just said you're an author mean you're gonna have to talk offline because i have a podcast called beyond the pen that is all about it's all for newly published and unknown authors to tell us about themselves their books and the story behind the story so all right we, and we are actually starting back up again, starting next month. And we're only going to do it once a, uh, once a week this time instead of twice. Because I kind of need to have thing a is life. a thing. Yeah, I kind of need to have a life. Yeah, and not yeah. Be burnt out. <laughs> so, but yeah, me and you will talk offline on that one. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Call me. Um, all right. Well, guys you and gals watching. You going to send me your number this time? Or do I have to try to find it? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, but uh... <laughs> all right, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, remember, this show is about you, and we love you guys tuning in. Uh, if you like our show, you can obviously support us at buymeacoffee.com/slash cerealboxpod. Buy us one, two, three, four, five bowls of cereal, a whole box of cereal, uh, whatever. And uh, if you hate our show, donate even more generously to help yeah. us improve at uh, buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod. And um, you can always interact with us in other ways. Go to our website, backofthecerealbox.fun. You can leave us a voice message. You can uh, go old school, send us a, an email, or join us on Facebook on our uh, community pages and join the conversation. Tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. And until the next time, we love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, bye. bye. We're going to run this uh, if I can find it. I had this all queued up. There we go. We'll see you guys oh. later. <laughs>